This is CliffCentral.com. Yo, 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 yo. Good afternoon. It's Markham Lully. You are chilling with the worst guys in the building at 2 p.m. as usual. We have such a hot as show for you today. But you know, before we even get into that, man, I'm feeling sunny, I'm feeling shiny, I'm feeling breezy. Let's turn this up again. That's how you know. That's how you know. How do you know you fucked up? How do you know you fucked up? I guess your girlfriend will tell you. Because <laughs> she always knows best. Yeah, man, what's up? Malcolm Julie here on the mic. I'm chilling with some of my closest homies that I've recently just met. We have such an interesting talk and conversation for you today. Essentially, essentially what we're talking about is what we could do if we could start over. As human beings, we know we, we've kind of fucked up along the way. <laughs> kind of is an understatement of note. But um, what would we do if we could start over? Build a new planet and what would we take? What we, what would we think is good? What would we leave behind? And I'm here talking with some intellectuals, guys. Um, <laughs> there's some intellectuals. They are studying at Wits Exchange students. So we got perspectives from all over the world, which I think is incredible. So we'll be able to dive into what each of you do and study and your perspectives, the countries that you're from, and what do you think we'd need for a truly utopic society? Um, so I'll start with you on this side, Louis. Okay, so Louis is a Frenchman. Uh, <laughs> he's studying political science at Wits University, but I'll let you go into more of what you do. Yeah, so he's the man from France, Le Bleu, he's representing. Tell them what's up, Louis. Hi, hi. Um, yeah, I'm French, basically. I'm studying at Wits, political sciences, uh, history, languages, and that's a pleasure to be here with you today. Oh, where, where, where? So, Irena, what's up? What's up? Tell what's me what's up. up. It's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. So, you're studying anthropology and social science, right? Yes. At okay. home, I study anthropology, but here at Wits, I got to choose from different uh, social sciences. All right. Cool. Cool. So, what have what have you chosen at Wits? I've chosen everything: international relations, political science, sociology, and anthropology. Yeah. So. Sounds like we're gonna have a thick ass conversation today. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. All right. And then, Halsey, we have a representative from America. The U.S. of A. How do you tell them what's up? What do you study? All right. I am getting my um, master's in economics and social sciences. And then I got my undergraduate in math, pure mathematics and international economics. Oh, wow. So um, from our understanding, you're the, the rational person. I'm the number. Uh, yeah, the I'm numbers like the numbers, and, rational, okay. binary, on, off. Yeah, yeah. We, we kind of do need that. <laughs> we kind of do need that as well. Because I'm not in it, so we need health. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> My my background, for those of you who don't know, is politics and philosophy. So my thoughts are very much abstract and out there. So um, we're going to have to have a, some sort of balance, checks and balances. That's what we're going to go into today as well in the conversation. Um, and I'm pretty excited, man. I feel like we've got a good combination of countries. We, I wish we had Asia, man. I wish we had Asia. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we have. Should've. A, should've. We should have. He's we're, in our group. Yeah, we have a friend. Okay, let's just tell the people the story of how we met. Yeah. Um, it was at a poetry evening at Rim and Rubber. Um, we were doing some, the worst guys were doing some comedy. And yeah, um, you guys were in the crowd, right? Enjoying yeah. some of South Africa's delightful arts. Um, and how long had you been in the country? Well, I've been there for three weeks, I think, but the rest was there only for one week. So it was like our first time going out in Joburg. Oh, oh like, really? Together yeah, we went to as an international exchange students yeah, group. With, oh. with, I was with 
five French actually. So oh, one yeah, Dutch, yeah, five yeah. French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously one thing led to another. We got to know each other, had some drinks, had some good times, and we came up with this concept actually, um, just chilling at Kitchener's one time, just thinking about what would we actually do because you know we, a lot of people like to complain about the state of our nation, our, t- our world, um, and I do too because you know there's too much wrong with it, um, but we don't have solutions. So what I'm saying is essentially what we're trying to do with, with this show is that we don't necessarily have the answers, right? We don't have the answers. No. This is just the conversation that we should be having. What is the new way? What is the next step forward? What could we do if we were to start over again? We are the millennials. We are the change. And what a time to be alive. Like m- more people have never been more free than at a time like this. So we have the power to decide where our world is going. And that's what the show is going to be about today. But before we go to that, we've got something fresh and something new that's happening. We've got our boy, who's going to be out in the field doing the Santon Chronicles. He'll, report, he'll be reporting live at about 10 past 2. We'll be giving him a call. Um, but yeah, we might as well start on some news now that the people know who you are. You guys are, are you pretty clued up on South African politics and what's going on? Yeah, I try to follow, try to follow. Yeah, it's how's very you? interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, what do I-, I have been, yes, I'm paying a lot of attention to politics in the United States because it's, it's election so time. <laughs> yeah, it is very entertaining. <laughs> but I have definitely tuned into South African politics while I've been here. As All right, well. cool, cool, cool. And yourself, Louis, you yeah, involved? I don't, I don't agree. South African politics are really interesting. Yeah, these days. Yeah, especially elections. yeah, a yeah. time like this. Now, just as you raise it up, the the elections. Um, okay, so the EFF is now saying that they don't want to join in a coalition with the DA or the uh, the ANC. Um, but I mean. I understand why he says Julius Malema supposedly says that they want to create a mandate for themselves and prove themselves in uh, certain regions before they just dive into power. They don't want to just dive into power, which is understandable. Um, but it does complicate things. And um, we don't know which way things are going to go. Exactly. There are a lot of uh, hung municipalities. So the EFF has actually just denied the coalition in Tswane and um, Johannesburg. And they're mo- most likely to trickle down to the KZN, for example, where a coalition would work with the IFP against the ANC or whatever the case may be. Um, but this is some more election drama. We'll just wait until the final thing is said, right? Because, I mean, like, we can talk and talk about what the possibilities are, but until something is put onto paper, yeah. you know, we're just talking. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, so that's what's popping with the, the, the EFF. Um, also, wow, uh, I can't believe I actually forgot to say this one. Well, we, we actually went into that from you, Louis, but Wade Fanikak won the 400-meter gold. That deserves... <laughs> One of them rounds of applause. Shout out, shout out to Wade Fanikak. Um, what a fucking G, man. That's so awesome that he broke the world record in one gold. Uh, we actually went to school with him. Like, for, oh, for a really? second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For really? like a year or whatever. Um, but to be honest, if he stayed at our school, we probably would have tanked his, his athletics career, but he probably would have started drinking way too much. And then, yeah. So we're glad, we're glad you're flourishing out there, my boy. Keep, keep making us proud as you have. You and all the homies. Oh, and Custer's also running today, supposedly at 4 p.m. So good luck to Custer Semenya. Shout out, shout out. We got your back, girl. We got your back on this side. Um, and also another thing that we were kind of talking about uh, yesterday, uh, Marikana. 
What is Louis? What do you what do you understand about Marikana and what happened? Well, I understand that some miners were shooted by police mm-hmm. this time, and that it provoked a lot of changes in South African politics. Yeah, it was Mbeki who had to resign. Mm-hmm. If I remember well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I know he's still be really alive in South African society. Mm. to EFF. I think EFF have some roots. Yeah, the thing, the thing with Americana, the biggest issue that we have. That's why we still talk about it today. We have yesterday was the four year anniversary, and there's been this hashtag going around. Hashtag uh, Remember Americana. Uh, the reason why that exists is because um, nothing's really happened. There's been no uh, retribution for the, the the actions of the police. Um, Ria Ria Pierre has um, been taken away from her position. She's no longer the uh, police commissioner, but um, there's still 32 people unaccounted for who have died um, uh, on that plot. So we 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 have to remember them somehow. You know, we have to keep reminding our government that they have a responsibility. Our citizens have died. But um, I was thinking, like, what would it, what would it be that would be good to make up for what happened there? What would it be that people would find valuable or what would make it more somebody has to, to somebody has to pay like yeah. somebody has to go to um uh, jail whether it be the the, the Ria Pierre if she goes to jail because she was the com- police commissioner who commissioned the action um i personally don't know what the exact retribution would be because it was an entire police movement you know it wasn't yeah. it wasn't an individual who incited attacks and um there's a lot more into it than i i i honestly understand mm-hmm. so um I just want something to 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 something to come forward where we can see that justice is being served. Yeah. There's been no justice. That's why we are remembering Marikana even today, even though the the, the day was yesterday. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a pretty sad one. But another another thing as well is fees reloaded. Fees reloaded. Yeah. Our students are <laughs> out here in the streets, um, causing trouble for the government as usual, as they should. Um, so fees reloaded is essentially about the fees f- must fall campaign that happened last year. Halsey, did you ever hear about the fees f- must fall campaign while you're in America? While I was in the states, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember hearing something about it in the beginning when I first got here. Okay, what do you what do you know about it? As didn't they raise student fees and people got? Well, the the they didn't raise student fees, but the idea is to gun for um, free education for all. Uh, what happened was that the, after the protest last year, um, there was 0% increase in uh, student fees. But the reason why it's reloaded is because um, the the government has not actually given free free education. The, 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 the students are adamant about pushing until all education is free. Um, and I just wanted you guys to weigh in the, on this a little bit because, I mean, if if we're going to give out free education, right, um, it sounds very good. It's idealistic, firstly, I believe. Um, the problem with free education is that we lose a lot of things. Um, universities will struggle with uh, staff. There will be a lot of retrenchment. Um, also, research. Research costs a hell of a lot of money. Um, so private investors are also likely to pull out and... You can talk of like companies, etc. But if companies aren't getting anything back from the money that they put into universities, they're not really going to be supporting. And if they are getting things back from the universities, which they put money in, then it's going to be like biased. Yeah, they have, it's, they it's have not really free at the end of the no. day. Somebody's paying somehow. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the most interesting thing to me was that I heard on the Gareth Cliff show this morning actually was um, the fees must fall campaign is a good one, except that we don't consider the students who actually fail. 
apparently about 60% of students don't graduate from university. So now we've got a situation where we're providing free education and more than half of the students that you're providing free education to are dropping out or failing and can't finish their degree. Um, so I just wanted to find out from you, what do you, what do you think about the Fields Must Fall campaign? Is it something we should continue to strive for? In terms of, like, should we just keep fighting for free education? Yeah, across the board. I, so of course my opinion is going to be biased because I come from the States and, like, student fees are just absurd and you, like, tuition's ridiculous and we, I feel like we should protest more. Like, you feel like with, like, with Bernie Sanders, you got a movement behind him, uh, calling for free or at least reduced, um, fees for education um it's a really tricky this is the economist talking it's like a big like there's no i feel like it's not a straightforward like yes or no um answer so i do feel like the government could um should put more treat education like an investment um and i'm i'm not a budget person but i'm sure there are places you could pull from it i know that in the states a lot of people say we could pull from the military or you know they're like extra um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, in terms of people falling out, that seems or failing, that might be like a social issue. You know, like that might be like maybe we should determine why that is. Like, not blame Ooh. the free education, but figure out why are students failing. Yeah, that's a that's a much deep that's a much deeper rooted problem. But I mean, like, if we want free education now, we kind of have to decide now what are we going to do about the sixty percent of children who are failing. Um, and a suggestion would be that if you fail, you have to pay it back. Uh, yeah, oh. that's like the system in the Netherlands. You, if you oh, don't yeah? graduate in ten years, like all the 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 gifts from the government, all the money that you receive, you have to pay them back. So you actually have like a time span in which you have to finish. Yeah. Otherwise, you got a crazy debt. But I think it's also good to put some responsibility that people really make a choice for education, and it's yeah. gonna make some effort. So people will feel like, okay, I'm obliged to finish it because I put some effort in it, yeah. and some money in it. But I think it's outrageous that there are now people not able to go to studies because of the fees. So it's definitely. So how long does it take to actually um, uh, get your degree, supposedly? All right, wait, hold up. We actually have our our main homie oh. on the phone here. We have our main homie on the phone. Let's answer the air. Duncan. Can you get him involved here? Oh yeah, oh, yo, my boy. Hey, what's happening? Oh, wait, good to hear right from you. Now. Yeah, you right now, I look like some idiot in Kansas <laughs> City, just talking on his phone, you know, acting like a cool dude. You know? Oh, dude, is there anybody cool around you? Where in Santon are you? Actually, tell us, reporting live from the Santin field. City. Let me let me see let me see what's happening at Gucci man. You know, at Gucci? You know. Oh, you at Gucci? Give me some <laughs> shoes at Gucci, homie. Give me some shoes at Gucci, please. Size eleven, home dog. Size eleven. Get me that dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take a bag. I, I think I see Alicia, and I see yeah, Alicia. Oh what? Uh, Say what's up to Alicia, dog. Get on, get on the phone. Get on the phone, Alicia. Ah. Please. 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 Yo, what's up, Alicia? How you How you doing, girl? <laughs> ah, no, you, you shy. She's shy. She's shy. Alright, dog. So, hey, we've just been talking. I'm chilling here with Louis, Irene, and Colleen. Uh, so we we talking. I mean, healthy. <laughs> That's my bad. Oh. We talking about oh. uh the 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 political climate of our country right now. So we just. Well, 
Yeah, we're just talking about Julius Malema, his EFF. We just remembered Marikana. Now we're talking about uh, the fees must fall, reloaded dog. Are there any young ass people out there that you wanna that you wanna holler at about uh, fees must fall, reloaded? Do you see any youngins in the in the field there? Let's see, let's see. I'm gonna go hunt. All right, but. We can get some people involved. There, yeah, right? but tell me, tell me what you think about fees must fall reloaded while while you're looking for these youngins. Uh, okay. The, these people want the fees to the fees to fall, but we are just talking about how sixty percent of uh, people who go to university end up uh, not graduating. How do we how do we uh, pay for people who aren't going to pass university? And what should the, the the solution be? Should they have to pay back their money? Nah, so this goes. Like, I think that the government needs to give us our money back. We need to get our refund. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, and even the graduates that graduate, right? Well, obviously, they graduate. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, when they do graduate, and they can't find a job, which is most likely going to be the case. If, yeah. if you can't necessarily um, get a job, go get your refund on your degree. Take that thing back. Tell them, hey, this thing didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, you give them back the piece of paper. And they can have their money. So what you're saying essentially is what's important is what happens outside of university. Getting a job and the like is more important than the actual thing. And fucking yeah. people must just pass, bro. But I mean, yeah, that's it's that's how easier said than done, right? Easier said than done. I mean, I can tell you from from from, from you know experience, I'm part of that sixty percent. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I walked up into this. I thought I was smart, knowing that I'm smart. But then you know what Vitz just said, hey, and I was just like, ooh, that's it. Hey, no but Vitz, Vitz pushes you over the edge, right? How do you feel about Vitz so far, Louis, while you've been here? Oh, I think it's a really good hey. university. You know, if they listen to me, I will defend them. So uh, yeah, you can't, place, you uh, can't be risking your marks here. What if your, your, exactly, your lecturer is listening, exactly. Archie? Irena, how's been, how's, how's the time at the, the University of Vitz Bartosrand been for you? Ah, it's been good. It's been good. And what I really like is the students' involvement in, Project that appear right now. Yeah, like today you have the silent march, which I actually wanted to attend. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Okay, I come to the worst guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the silent march against uh, gender-based sexual violence, and I feel like the climate at Wits is very much about criticizing and thinking, and okay, what's happening in the society now? And yeah. that's very inspiring for me. Critical yeah. thinking, critical yeah. thinking. So since you wanted to be there, um, you can talk about it a little bit, just so you feel like maybe you've done your part. Um, just in terms of the silent protest itself, what do you think is the number? one message that we're trying to get across by doing protests like this i think the number one message is uh talking about it in order to uh make awareness like it's important to talk about like if we keep on silence the people who are victims of rape or victims of the rape culture here Mm -hmm. in south africa or everywhere in the world like we keep on silencing them there will be no awareness amongst the men or i don't know what but it's very good to address these kind of issues Mm -hmm. and especially because it's yeah, it's such a high prevalence here in South Africa and I've, yeah. been, I've been digging into it and it's, yeah, I find it very inspiring that women come together, walk and protest against gender-based sexual violence. What is the conception of South Africa and um, the crime and the rape culture uh, in the Netherlands or overseas? What do, what do you guys hear about what's happening here? Ah, what we hear is like, uh, going here to study, you get a lot of warnings. Okay, mm. watch the street, don't go on the street, there's crime, there's crime. But actually I think Joburg is, okay, there's crime, but it's so much cooler than that. And that's really the message that I want to bring home as well. And, uh, concerning, uh, the politics, like, I even got a message from my dad on election day. And yeah. he said, like, 
don't go out today. <laughs> because he thought out. it might be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, he thought it might be That's dangerous. That's insane. So okay. I think the perception is quite Call your dad. Up. This is a 1994. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we out here. We've yeah. got first world security here. Have you ever tried getting into a gated community in South Africa? It's crazy, bruh. You have to give the security guard your ID number, your, your date of birth, type. dog blood type. So a drop of virgin's <laughs> blood. Not even blood type, bruh. It's so intense, bruh. It's intense. <laughs> <laughs> It's hectic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're learning the lingo of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Hectic, but not so hectic. You, let me give you my personal opinion. I think yeah. they need to bring back the death sentence for some of these motherfuckers out here. Oh, what? Well. That's intense. All right, all right. Why do you think we should bring back the death sentence? No, John, I mean, like, look at it. If, if you look at the stats, right? Yeah. How much time do these races take? Okay? If we're talking about, you know, the red cult and the awareness about this, yeah. how much time do these niggas take? Alright, I'm sure they, they face next time than Oscar. Okay, yeah. they come out. <laughs> and that's saying very, very, very much. Yeah. You know, they face next time than Oscar. They come out. What's the likelihood of a guy who went to jail, whose brain is mentally fucked already? So yeah. now he's going to be even more fucked up in a normal society. Not that our society is normal in the case, but mm. I'm just saying, normal society is going to be fucked up. So you okay, so, so you think, you, you think that rape should be punishable by death? Hey, bruh. Honestly speaking, I, I feel so. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting perspective. Halsey, hey. it looks like you have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I um, was thinking about this uh, documentary I saw recently where, um, by Michael Moore, Where to Invade Next, and he just went over, like, prison, ref- he touched on the justice system mm-hmm. um, and prison reform, and he had some very interesting things things to say. Kind of like what you were saying, Um like if you do something, you know, you're a criminal, you do something terrible, you go to jail and then you have this horrible, awful experience in jail and it just, and then you are released into society and basically having wasted however many years and gained nothing. Like, you know, you're not, you're not, fo- he, his point in the documentary was maybe we should focus more on like in prisons, rehab, like rehabilitation and getting Reha- people back into mm-hmm. society. I'm not sure how I, I mean, I can understand the anger when it's rape or murder. Um, you know, it's no, not some petty crime like dealing a, stealing a cell phone. You know, it's, <laughs> our, you know, it's like this is an actual like person's yeah. life that you. So there's more to it than. Um, yeah, I don't. Okay, well, personally, for me, I don't think death is uh, the death is penalty is a right solution because um, sex is a very intimate thing. Um, it's between two people and. Sometimes you don't know. And that's the problem with rape culture is that we need to try and understand what this is on both sides. For example, the use of alcohol has been brought into the conversation about rape culture. And I want you guys to also contribute in this. Like, for example, a lot of the times that you have sex with somebody, you probably inebriated, you're drunk. Um, and now from my side, if the girl is drunk and I'm drunk too, um, and we end up having sex and let's say the next day she regrets it and she's like, no, actually you, you raped me. Um, what do, Hold it. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between, okay, having sex when you're drunk, which a lot of people do, yeah. and actually having a guy cross your boundaries when you're drunk. And I think that is what is said when they're talking about rape culture. Like, girls, mm-hmm. you, 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 as a guy, you should always be aware of the situation, just as a girl. Yeah. And you should 
try to uh, put your own boundaries first and it's more difficult when you're drunk but it's definitely not an excuse that the girl was drunk yeah 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 because you should still try to figure out like is it okay what i'm doing or am i going too far yeah you you know if she's if she's if the boundary's been crossed i mean that's always obvious and fe- and the, the flip side like you're totally right and women need to um we need to learn how to stand up for ourselves more like Yes, I totally agree with that. I've definitely been in situations where I think, okay, I'm not comfortable with this right now. Or maybe the guy, you know, touched me in a certain way or did something and we're out in a party and I am uncomfortable, but I don't want to make him uncomfortable. I don't want to hurt his feelings and I don't know what... Stop sparing these motherfuckers' feelings. Tell them what you're feeling. Say no. Slap him in the face. Make it obvious because then otherwise we're going to have to get some fucking contracts in our room. Because I'm quartered to doing that, getting a contract that you sign as soon as you walk into my room. I agree to (laughs) the pleasure that's about to go down in this room. I agree. Ten (laughs) orgasms for me, please. (laughs) You know, dog. You know it's got to happen. Your numbers for my boy. Why you want to expose my numbers, dog? Okay, you know what? You know what? I'll give you ladies out there three rounds. Two is an average three rounds on a, on a good day. On a good day. But <laughs> yeah, you got to sign that. You got to yeah. sign that sheet. Sign that sheet. Yeah. But that's the thing as well. Just with in terms of rape culture, we mustn't make it as if sex is a bad thing now. Um, just talking about the different aspects of it must, must, it must be genuine, must be true, must be real. Um, there shouldn't be an overcasting of the idea behind um, what violence actually is. That's my most important um, qualm about the, 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 the rape culture debate is what constitutes violence, what constitutes assault. Um, that's, a, that's a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like what you're saying about uh, the Vits University and the silent process happening today. Shout out to all those women who are there being brave. Um, so the, the university students in our country are active. Very, yeah, very active. Definitely. We've got some shit going on. And yeah, Ria, but I know we're going to leave you soon. So I just want to, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're going to be going into today. I want to get just a, a, a snippet of what your opinion is, my boy. All right. So a brave new world, dog. What's the first thing we got to have there? Obviously, a whole lot of weed, right? Come again. Say that again for me. I'm saying a brave new world. What would we need? I'm saying the first thing obviously would be a buttload of weed. Yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just, not just any kind. You know, you need to have to find a pedigree. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta go, go for to that. Amsterdam. Yeah, that Northern Lights <laughs> type of shit, dog. That's what we need. Northern Lights only in our new planet. You can hook us up, right? I can, I can hook you guys up. Yeah, Irene says she's gonna hook us up. She's from Amsterdam, so she's gonna cross the borders, get some illegal shit, come all the way back just to give us some. Your border control is not very strict. You I see, already, exactly. Yeah. You see, we've got a plan. We've got a plan. No, but I. What I actually found out from last week at uh, Giles, I was, I was speaking to another guy from the Netherlands, and he was saying, um, because it's, it's legal in Netherlands, a lot of people, just on their clothes alone, they smell like weed, and they might not even smoke weed, you know what I'm saying? So oh, second hand. Exactly. <laughs> what? So when they cross the border, it's just so nonchalant. Hmm, yeah. like you know weed. it's in our water. Uh, in your water, your water. <laughs> <laughs> they've got weed everywhere, even in the water, even in the water. Hey, the woman in the woman in Netherlands must be beautiful then, because we just make it amplify you, dog. dog Whatever you, you are as a person, you know, a, amplifies that. You know, a stoner chick is the fireest chick, bro. Well, I can testify to that. <laughs> oh, look at this guy out here flexing for us in these streets. I right, dog, I right, testify, testify. Have you managed to find anyone? Brave enough to to come and hop on into these Cliff Central airwaves? 
nah, nah, nah. everybody's acting reserved. And, you know, I think I think what I'm also seeing is that like, women are looking at me like I'm about to, like, take a dab at this. I mean, it's Women's Month, ladies. I'm <laughs> out here to celebrate your beauty, okay? Celebrate I'm them. Celebrate. celebrate them, women. Them fine-looking ladies. You know, Tell I'm them and say what's I'm up. Walking, I'm walking, and I see you beautiful. You beautiful. <laughs> and you, you over there, you also beautiful. You know, everybody's so beautiful. Yeah. So and intelligent and smart. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we can't funny. tell that from a distance. <laughs> I think from a distance, we'll just stick to the aesthetics, right? No, but fair, that's what I'm fair. saying. Like, beauty is more than just aesthetic. Beauty is within as well. It's easy yeah. to be hot. It's Anybody too easy. We all hot out here. We all hot. It's easy to be hot. All you need is a little bit of Maybelline, a little bit of... <laughs> <laughs> and you saw so many women... So All you need is a little bit of that makeup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yourself. And your eyebrow game has to be on point. Your eyebrow game has to be on point. Otherwise... If I, if I can take a wet wipe, I'd put a gun over. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. These women need to keep it real for us, dog. But yeah, Brad, tell me if there's anything else you want to say. Holler from the field. Tell us what's popping in Santon. Any stores that look like they've got shit going on. Because, I mean, like, we're about to play out with some fire tracks right now. Well, as I'm walking around here, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm realizing this is really, really getting expensive. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said in your comedy skit, bread is like 13 rand 49. I don't know what's going on. What? I mean, bread is 13 rand 49? 13 rand or 12 rand, depending on the brand that you're going for. And I'm like, well, what? The, 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 the rand is getting stronger. How's this still shit? Oh, this is still the same. Oh. Yeah, I think we're oh. gonna have to wait a while. I think we're gonna have to wait a while. But yeah, well, definitely. yeah. But at the same time, you know. Oh, and then I bumped into the van, so my boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Any any dope items of apparel there that you could cop for us? Like I said, dog, anything for me. I swear to uh, a, a flat peak cap, advance any shoes, the monochrome color, blue, blue. That one, that's oh. one I want. All I can say is that. Hey, brah, you right. seem to gone on some Transformers tip. We can't hear you anymore. But anyway, we do... I was saying, huh? I was saying, I was saying it's easier to sort out things that you do want and that would suit you because everything in the store is just too legit. Yeah, so you have too many, you're too spoiled for choice. You're spoiled for options, right? <laughs> yeah. You take a pick from the litter. Alright, alright, alright. My boy, I'm just gonna go into a, a young track there, just because we do have an intense conversation that we actually need to get through. But it's always good hearing from you out there in the field. Keep hustling, keep getting that guaps, dog. Keep the worst guys up there and afloat, you know what I'm saying? These people don't know about the worst guys. The worst guys we have out. Away, G. Peace out. Oh, 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 yeah, we are feeling that song. We really were. We are turning up in the studio, but we've just got too much to talk about. We're so desperate to talk to y'all about what's been going on in our minds and what we could do in a new world, in a new planet. We don't have a name for this planet, do we, Halsey? Have we come up with a name? No, we came up with a mascot, though, didn't we? Our, our, oh, a, a, baby, a baby unicorn. unicorn. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, something I'm like that. I'm not done with that. I'm not You're done not done with, done with it. it. What, do you, what, should, what should we have? I think we should just have a very big group picture of everybody in it that you oh, can see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys, the founding fathers yeah. or the founding... Yeah. Yeah. 
Non-patriarchal term. Yeah, yeah, brothers and sisters. Good, Mark. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So we're talking about a brave new world. What would we do if we had the opportunity to start all over again? Because we've come to the conclusion that we kind of did fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. A little. Um, a little, just a tad. <laughs> um, so now we're going to come up with a new system. So we, the, the earth has imploded, right? Um, we've saved 500,000 people. Let's say we saved 500,000 people and we are moving to a new planet on our spaceship. There's animals too, so don't be, don't be too bleak. It's not Noah's Ark, but I mean. It's starting to look like <laughs> Yeah, it's starting to look like it. We don't have to have two of everything. We don't have to. Have, I mean, like if there's a elephant who can crossbreed with a giraffe, I mean, we're down for that, you know. There's no, there's, that's, that's the thing. Already though. in our planet, there's no discrimination. There's no yeah. forcing of fornication between species. Let's say that mm-hmm. Okay, but that was not a serious one um, <laughs> Okay, so we're on a ship We're on a new planet Alright, so we're just assuming That this planet can sustain life um, we, we assume that we can grow and reproduce um, Yeah, let's start from there Okay, I think the first thing um, Would be the education system um, How would we deal with education And how would we improve The lives of those Who are young and impressionable And uh, need some sort of guidance Okay, so my idea we'll, we'll all dive in on this But my idea for the education system Was that we'd have Somewhat of an internet-based school Because the internet has all the answers If you ask me, like, really um, We just have to, um, obviously um, Lower the restrictions on certain texts Because a lot of texts in universities, for example Which are in journals and the likes Are unavailable on um, you know, your standard Google search or whatever the case may be. So those become really and freely available. Um, there's an institution, there's a building where there are uh, computers, laptops, rooms, um, a tutor. I think there should be tutors on standby for each, each subject. But the subjects are things that you would be naturally interested in. Because the most important thing that we are trying to achieve with this, with this world is that people do what they love. There is no drive to go out and work to make money to do for you to live. You, your existence is good in and of itself. That's the first prima facie fact. All right. Um, so now we're trying to see how you can develop, how you can grow, because that's a human, that's a human instinct. School, free internet access, um, any topics that you'd like to talk about. I'd say there's, uh, uh, tutors who can guide you in those specific fields. Um, like, for the reason why I say this is because we don't learn anything really valuable at school. We don't learn about tax. We don't learn about uh, management of finances, how to really run a business. There are business studies, but um, nothing, nothing real, you know, hmm. concrete. Um, what do you think we should do for education, Halsey? Does that sound I, like a plan? Yeah. Um, I am. So to give like uh, my background here, I'm interning with a school now and I really like their approach. Um, it's a primary school and their whole focus, they want to, um, to stimulate a, a child's internal desire to learn. And so they kind of, they, it's not, it's like what you were talking about with two, not their teachers, but they, they kind of instruct the class for like 10 minutes and then let the students do their own thing. And they're kind of on standby, you know? And so, um, I think with education, it's really important to, um, yeah, just like stoke that fire in a, in a child. Cause we're all interested in, in learning about our world, but it should be something, it should be fun. It should be, um, it should uh, encourage our passions. We shouldn't. It shouldn't just be like it shouldn't math be and restricted theorems. to yeah, six it should subjects. Be whatever, 
Yeah, and like practical things, but also, yeah, um, highlight create like stress creativity and just like encourage kids to explore and and yeah the the self-taught thing and recognize that students they don't all learn at the same pace yeah so there'd, there'd be no pressure to be out of the school at any particular time you go whenever you feel the need yeah. feel the urge you go research whatever you want to research and yeah you go back on your way. you go home and you fucking and i think I, school can be fun yeah like school can be fun yeah we yeah, think yeah. that school should be ter- you know that you should yeah, learning is cool, man. Yeah. I've I've enjoyed learning ever since I left any learning institutions because I learn on my own terms, and that's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. But you wanted to say something, I mean. Yeah, I would say if you're thinking big of this brave new world thing, we can also like think of the concept of time that it wouldn't be necessary for children to go to school just in the morning, but they're free to go at the moment they want because there's not like I think in our society we we should not focus on time too much. Yeah, like I think if you take away the eight to five thing people will be more enthusiastic to go on their own terms mm. and to go uh, freely whenever they want i'd say waking up in the morning is the top five worst things to do for a grown <laughs> human being especially when you're in puberty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, especially for a guy walking up waking up some morning glory every day but i feel as you so you shouldn't have to go in at a particular time no yeah no. yeah yeah okay louis our education system. I totally agree with the idea of freedom and self-education by people. I mean, the dichotomy between a teacher and student is maybe not a good idea. But on the other side, I also think that if there is one thing that should be taught to people, it's to have a critical point of view on anything. So they can mm, learn yeah. by internet. They can learn with any every sources you want. But they just have to keep this critical point of view of, on anything mm. to be sure that people will really learn by themselves and not so, just absorb. So questioning things, is that what you're saying from exactly. a critical point of view? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that's so true. Especially if you take history class, for example. Students are taught, at least I know for me in high school, my history class, you, you read a textbook and you're like, okay, that's history, but you need to understand. There's a lot this of. Was cho- like, like, this book was written by people who chose certain parts of history and it's this certain perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't believe everything that so you there's hear. So there's a lot of history that's unaccounted for. Oh, yeah. And in, in the case of our new world, you could go discover these things for yourself. Or we're, we're starting without history. We're starting without a history, sorry. Mm-hmm. But I get your point in terms of education. Yeah. And would you all say that in general, transparency and like truth seeking would be like a top. That's something that we would strive for. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Just in terms of that now, now that, now we, now that we've like kind of established one sort of, um, uh, thing about our, our new brave new world. What do you, what do you think about leadership? Because right now we'd be the leaders of this movement. For example, (laughs) we, we started, we created it. We said, this is what would be the perfect new world. Do we do we have leaders? Should we have leaders? What do you think about um, power? Hmm. Yeah, do we? Well, the thing is that today some societies exist without leadership, so we have to ask if it is possible or necessary to have leadership in a society, or if people can just lead themselves in a way. Mm. Because if we say we need a leader, that to say people are not able to organize themselves, people are not able to do this, to do this, to do this by themselves. By themselves, but they can. I think they can. Yeah. I do believe that as well, Irene. I think it's also in the quantity of the people you let uh, mm. organize themselves. If you're saying like 500,000 people living on this country, right? That's mm. quite a lot. But yeah. we shouldn't try to form one central uh, leading organ, I think. I think we should divide it into, say, groups of 5,000 because the, 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 the groups that organize themselves, Louis is talking about, I think, are not any bigger than 5,000. Mm. And I think we also need to get up with a new term for leadership. Or All right. What, 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 how do you, how do you feel that should be termed? 
it would be like guidance. Yeah, guidance. Yeah. What 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 uh, what Hel- what Helsi was also saying about the education. Mm. It's also about guiding a society and taking the responsibility to make the decisions and then guide it, but not um, make it a power stuff. But it's tricky to. Yeah. yeah. So what we're saying essentially is that we could have a rotation of leadership. That's what we discussed in preparation for the show. We could have a a, a rotation of leadership where um, the system, the the society of five thousand that you were talking about, Irene, um, everybody gets a chance to be the leader at some point. Like you lead for a year. Let's say, for example, you'll be the the guidance counselor or whatever. So you run the operations of the town, um, and that would kind of mean you set the rules the first leader sets the rules sets the tone so let's say one of us starts because we were the first ones there whatever the case may be it's random but we set the tone is like okay this is how things run um then after after that the society rotates in leadership everybody in that county of five thousand or whatever we're going to call it um goes on and has a chance to be a leader and as soon as they don't live up to the standards that were set that essentially falls away that leader falls away and um, somebody else takes his place. The person next in line. Yeah? I think it's important. If we're talking about the leadership failing or whatever. That uh, the, the guy who the the people who are a leader at a certain time should not be just occupied with leadership. They should also engage in different practices. Uh, so they're not in this role of okay, I'm the leader. This yeah. is my function. And when they mess up, they should try to see it as a learning experience. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think we're going to focus too much on what the is whole, failure. What is failure? What is what is what is good governance? What's not? That's not something we're going to talk about. I yeah. think in, in this our society. ideal society, Louis. I think that if we think about uh, removing people from power, those people will think, okay, I have to do this and do this and do this to stay, and not think about what I will do for society, but what I will do to stay mm. as a person mm. and staying at power. But that's really interesting because this idea of rotative system is exactly what happened with the ancient Greek. I think that was just picking someone in the society, a citizen, to yeah. become the leader. Mm. And it seems to work and to be a sort of perfect democracy in a way. Because mm. everybody gets a chance. And, exactly. everybody, and there's a true representation of society. Mm. There isn't the separation between government and state, which you currently have, which is the problem really is that government has too much power even in a democracy. Once you've given them that power, they can abuse it to an extent that they feel because they run the systems. Um, and that's always problematic. Okay. So we've got people leading themselves. It's happened before. It's possible. Humans are able to lead themselves, which leads me to what we're going to eat. Food, 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 food is very important. So we've established that people can lead themselves. Um, people can produce their own food in their um, land and their space that they occupy. So you firstly you'd build your own home out of the materials that we have um, to us. Uh, you'd also produce your own tomatoes, vegetables, whatever you can. And that which you can't produce, you'd go to your next door neighbor. Because we're running on the assumption that people love each other. That's the ultimate goal is that we all love each other. We don't have that tension that, you know, now that we experience where we're afraid of strangers, um, we don't, we don't, uh, engage with people who are not like us. Uh, so what we're trying to do is make it that we engage, we almost forced to engage to survive. So your neighbor, is very good at hunting and making meat, but you can only do vegetables in your garden. You're like, okay, this is my deal. I can give you t- for some tomatoes, um, for some 
Stakes, yeah. So we we essentially running on a barter system. Halsey, I don't think you are too happy about this, Miss <laughs> Economist. Uh, tell us a little bit about this system. How do you feel about it? So I don't. I will say I don't have an answer um, okay. in terms of how do you deal with money, right? Yeah. Um, because the last thing we would want is for there to be like this growing inequality, and then we're right back to where we are now, where you have like super super rich and super poor. Um, you don't want that. But is the um. Should you get rid of money? I don't know because what if I don't want your steak? Yeah. Like what if I'm a vegetarian and I really want your tomatoes, you know, or like I'm allergic to avocado. So like the money, it's not like the the money is a placeholder, you know, like money's not just money. It also represents something universal that everybody can, wants to can use to get yeah. something that they desire that they can't necessarily get from just bartering. Right. And so... so in terms of the money, would say let's say the money expires. Yeah, so that's that's another that's something. So that you only use the money for what you need it for. So if you need to get a bicycle, for example, um, you have a certain amount of money. Let's say we start everybody off with five thousand or whatever the case may be, mm. five thousand world rands or yeah, 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 the, the, the universal currency. Yeah. You have a universal currency. Um, yeah, so that's essentially what I think should happen. The money must expire. Um, then that way they, it can't accumulate because mm. the accumulation of wealth is what's led to, you know, um, capitalism and that dis uh, disparity between the extremely rich and the extremely poor. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, Irene. I think that the money should not be involved in the whole food process because I think that food is such an essential way to uh, let le le left people uh, leave people out of a society. For instance, if you don't have the money, you prefer to buy a television, for yeah. instance, and you don't have the money. I think therefore we should have like uh, these big holes where all the money is of all the food is stuck, and it will be like a big buffet. Everybody can get what they want, and yeah. everybody contributes. So it's in that sense reciprocal that you're not the only one giving everybody gives what they grow mm. and in that way you can come together to this big hall to withdraw your food and get your get your dinner yeah 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 I okay think money should not be involved in, in food case, so where so. where would money take a play a role that's what i want to know what would what would we actually what would we actually need to buy well we have to like is this is this going to be like I, I mean, a bicycle. Maybe we traveling, a bicycle. traveling. Yeah, we are talking about. We, we're a green. We're a green planet, by the way. We're a green planet. <laughs> so, because there's no real concept of time, we don't need to go any place faster than a bike or a walk because we want to be eco-friendly. We're not going to destroy the environment by creating cars again. To be honest, I genuinely think cars are top five most stupid uh -huh. inventions of mankind <laughs> like they are it's fucking destructive us, yeah. yeah so um we'd travel naturally we're basically going to be an army state <laughs> it sounds like we're gonna be an army state no electricity even are um, we going back in time or forward like <laughs> well we might have to go back to go forward i think that's what this whole conversation is about maybe we've yeah. gone too far in the wrong direction let's start over and see what we can do so if you want to join us on the conversation, just to add your two cents, please do call us on 0861-555-189. 0861 Let's hear about your revolutionary ideas. Um, so yeah, our food is being served in the hall. We're riding around in bikes. Uh, no need for these extra carbon emissions. Um, no airplanes. If we're going around, we're traveling by sea in wooden boats. If you want to. Do we yeah. have trains? No. We can't have trains. Oh, 
trains. <laughs> we, we, we limiting pollution to like absolutely zero. If we're starting from scratch, we want to emit nothing. If possible. Mm-hmm. Imagine how chilled it would be. It could take you like five days to cycle to your grandmother, but nobody would give a fuck because yeah. it's just yeah. cool you that you can travel for five Hi, days. Hi, grandma. I'm yeah. here. Remember that pigeon I sent you the other day <laughs> that said I was coming? <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what we do for, for that. Okay. Um, so we've spoken about food. We've spoken about leadership. Um, one thing that we need to speak about is healthcare. Healthcare is important, I believe. From the 500,000 people that have come from planet Earth, the imploded planet Earth, there are obviously people who are doctors because there's people in various skills out of the 500,000. And I think the idea is that the people who become doctors are those who genuinely care for people and are into um, healing. It doesn't have to be Western type of healing, Western medicine and the likes, but uh, people whose genuine interest is uh, taking care of others because that's all we want to do we want people to be motivated by their inner self their their spiritual self their souls and not by um, our egotistical drives in the outside world where we need money we need fancy cars we need all this shit that makes us a good human being uh, a stable human being you have to have a house 2.4 children in a car whatever the case may be and we don't want that so I think we should also leave out money concerning the healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking at healthy now. I don't know. I'm not all for like. I'm not. I'm not like Miss Capitalist over here thinking like <laughs> we need no. Yeah. Okay. No, so I'm healthcare. just trying to figure out. Oh, with healthcare. Um, what do I think for? No, I totally think yeah, healthcare should be something. Um, you should have people who are passionate about healing and doctors. I I feel like you should provide. It should the leadership guidance country planet <laughs> there Guy. should be health care like you should be able to go to the doctor and and not worry about being in debt for the rest of your life or having to sell your only cow or whatever okay. whatever it is so the argument here is that when it comes to healthcare and medicine and the like um it's almost an interference in nature and natural death and ails that people experience. So we can lead into the conversation from healthcare about how we feel about people dying naturally, um, people being sick and then not being able to heal themselves. Um, is that a bad thing? Cause humans, humans are going to die at the end of the day, right? And we want to, we want to create a world where everything about being human is okay. Everything. Would you say that it is inherent in human nature to try to live longer? Yeah, yeah, actually, actually. So those are the, those are the kind of motivations to have healthcare mm-hmm. is that we as a society, we, we love each other. So we're looking out for each other for as long as we possibly can. Um, the problem with that is now, now we're interrupting the flow of, um, nature. That, that is what I believe. Louis, how do you, what do you think about? Um, I'm not sure that people want to live longer. I'm not sure that's the first most important thing for people. I think they want to live well, maybe not longer. Mm. And the other thing is that it's a question of healthcare. Ask us if we want to have a moving society, a society of migrations, of a society that doesn't move. Because I think that the relationship with nature, with illness, with, de- with death, will not be the same if people are moving around or staying at the same place. When so you, you think people should stay at the same place or move around? Um, I think if they move around, they will have a different relationship with themselves and okay. maybe a more coercive power between themselves and maybe another relationship with death and illness. Okay. Okay. So what do we, what do we think just cause we have to wrap up soon? 
what do we think about the problem of evil? Because obviously not everybody's inherently good. There are um, <laughs> parts of them, you know, people do bad things. Okay, now you're coming Did to you? the core where yeah. I think there's yeah. some disagreement. Yeah, you better yeah. pull this out at the point. end, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is heavy. Okay, so there are people who are going to do bad things. How do we control that? Halsey, do you want to start? Okay, so... So I think it kind of goes back almost to education. Um, and if you have this society, this group of people, um, and you are cultivating, to use that word in a sense, individuals from the ground up, and you're allowing them, um, you're educating them on how to make the best choices and how to enjoy, like how to live well and live your best life. Um, I'm not sure that I have the answer as to what you should do with criminals, but it, so my we- answer would be reduce the need for crime. Prevention so, is better than cure. Yeah, so I feel like instead of this this we have the um you know, you agree that we like generating equality of opportunity. So if everyone has equal opportunity to live well and have their bet and follow their passions and follow their dreams. Crime is unlikely to come about. You I mean, I wonder that's not a very specific answer. Yeah. <laughs> but minimizing crime would be my Minimize Prevention is better than cure. Incentives to do to crime. Do crime. Okay. Can I okay. shortly say that I just hope that in our society there will be no good and bad because mm. we're talking about good and bad, right? And mm-hmm. I think we need to change the whole perception on good and bad because people thriving for a better life has done also very much harm to the society we live in today. Yeah. So I think we need to find a way where bad things that happen are not considered bad, but they're considered part of the circle, which makes you learn. Like the same with death and dealing with illnesses. Yeah. If you're always looking for a better or we're not using that term, you're trying to accumulate wealth again. I think we should yeah. really stay away from that. So, so accepting every part of human nature as natural, yeah. regardless of the effects that it has on us as a society. So if somebody comes and murders your family, you kind of have to just deal with that and say, this is the path that has been bestowed upon me. I have to kind of live with it. Is that what you're saying? Cause it's a lot of forgiveness. Yes, it is, but that's what people who love each other do, and that's ultimately the goal. Because um, I love Frederick Nietzsche; he's a philosopher, and he so- speaks about um, you know the power of moral prejudices and how that's penetrated de- deeply into the spirit, you know, the sp- spiritual world. So we have we have this thing of uh, people people's actions occur beyond good and evil if they occur out of love. So if somebody loves being a serial killer, I guess you're pretty fucked. Eh? Well, then you have to answer, do you, does anyone love it? But then, yeah, could, you know. <laughs> you don't know. Louis, final thoughts? That, yeah, I think that Nietzsche also says that God is dead. That means that even, um, uh, I don't know, like bad and good thing doesn't really exist. Yeah. And it's just a matter of how do we educate people. Because if people are well educated in our society, in our perfect society, there will not be criminals. There will not be people yeah. wanting to yes. kill each other. Okay. So the education is education. the most important. Education, education, education. This education. would be the best, the most well-educated. <laughs> yeah. We'll start the leadership, but then we'll see how it goes from after. And we would have fun, too. All right, all right, all right. So we're going we're gonna to have to wrap up. I don't feel like we've even cracked half of this no, conversation. No, no. Maybe we'll have another episode where we talk about it. Um, yeah, what are we doing? The worst guys. Oh shit, I'm at, uh, Parker's tonight for the Comedy Central Africa competition. Woo-hoo. It's gonna be mad, Woo-hoo. mad dope. Come and join us. Um, also Thursday night comedy tomorrow at Giles Restaurant. It's mad popping. Chris Forrest as your host. Uh, Glenn Beaman, Pam, uh, Gavin Kelly, Ria Sesele, and myself is always gonna be hot. Halsey, you've got something going on really quick. 
Oh, yeah, we've got a fundraiser. If you like, um, on Facebook, like uh, Streetlight Schools, it's a primary school I'm interning with in Jeppiestown. Yeah. We've got a fundraiser. We're teaming up with um, 1,000 drawings to raise money for the school this Saturday. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Come through on Saturday. It's in Maboneng, right? Right nearby, right nearby. Oh, on wait. the roof. Oh, wait. Okay, cool, man. It's been so awesome hanging out with you guys. I like it your was, intellect. I like yeah. the way you think. And we're going to change the world, man. We're going to change the fucking world. <laughs> Yo, my name is Malcolm Cleely. You have been chilling with the worst guys. And this has been a dope ass Wednesday. We are out. This is cliffcentral.com.